Hey everybody, welcome to Cocktails and Scenes. This is episode four. With me is Will. How you doing guys? I'm Wayne, and today we're going to be discussing Mr. T. Hanks. Hanks. Mr. Hanks. Tom this big, Hanks. This is a big one. Absolutely. Um, but first, before we get started, uh, Will's got a message he wants to thank. Uh, Hope. Yeah, Hope Hope Tremley of the Westfield News um, wrote an article about our little podcast this week in my hometown paper and hometown uh, news site and uh, did a great job, really captured kind of everything we're, we're trying to do with this podcast here. And the article was fantastic. Like I said on my post in social media, she made us she did the impossible task of making us not seem like complete dweebs, which is very That's hard to so do. so hard. Yeah, yeah, it is very hard. So <laughs> she should win a Pulitzer just for that. Very impressive hope. Um, but honestly, it, it, we, we, didn't appre- we can't appreciate it enough. It was, it was a great article and got a lot of feedback from it. So thanks so much, Hope. Thank you, Hope. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so what are you drinking today, Will? Well, so I put a little spin on this one today. <laughs> this is probably the worst thing I've ever done. So, all right, the title is Cocktails and Scenes. Cocktails yes. and Scenes, right? Mm-hmm. So, in honor of Forrest Gump and Bubba Gump Shrimp, I am eating shrimp cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> I have a plate of shrimp cocktail here I will be eating. That looks delicious, by the way. Very good. But... Mm-hmm. As much as I could, I'm not going to just eat shrimp cocktail for two hours. So what goes better with a shrimp than a Bloody Mary? So I have a Bloody Mary to throw my shrimp in. And I actually have a personal story this week about the cocktail. So Okay. Yeah, so uh, extra special this week. So uh, my family's been going to this Irish club in Westfield for years. It's called the Sons of Aaron. And uh, unfortunately this week, one of the bartenders and slash patrons there, all the bartenders also drink at the bar there. Uh, his name was Jack Glynn, sadly passed away this week. Um, and Jack was this lovely, lovely guy. He was so nice to me at such a young age, such a sweet guy. And he was famous for his Bloody Marys on Sunday mornings. And <laughs> so even when I was younger, I would always go like with my parents, you could, you know, go as a kid and just hang out. Yeah. And I always yeah. wanted to have a Bloody Mary. One of the first things I did when I was 21 was go there and have one of his Bloody Marys and uh, famous for it. And sadly this week, Jack passed away. So, um, this, this cocktail is dedicated to Jack. He was a great man and always such a sweet guy to me. So for you, Jack, this bloody's for you. What about you, Wayne? What are you drinking? Um, I am drinking something called Captain's Vacation. And I picked this because Tom Hanks has played a captain in five different movies. Are you saying that you are the captain now? I am the captain now. And do you know the other four movies that he played a captain in? Jesus Christ. Um, he played a captain. You already got one, Captain Phillips. That was an easy one. That was a that was captain, a slow pitch, man. Captain Phillips is easy. Um, no, give them to me. I'm sure I'm missing some obvious ones. All right. So Forrest Gump, he was captain of the shrimp boat. Apollo 13, he was captain of a missile. Um, Saving Private Ryan, he was captain in the Army. Duh. Duh. And Sully, he was captain of a plane. Should have thought about that one. Pretty easy. <laughs> so I'm having captain's vacation because uh, he was a captain. Yeah. So what's in it? 
pineapple juice, spiced rum, lemon lime soda. I added some Marciano cherries just for color. Ooh. I almost did Mai Tais for Joe versus the Volcano. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I decided on the shrimp cocktail horrible joke. <laughs> I, I love that, man. It's <laughs> You just bring the plate out. like Yeah, at least I have a little snack for this. Yeah. <laughs> For this one so that's good. honestly i thought about trying i was like how in the world can i get shrimp into a drink <laughs> somehow so you did it you're a pioneer i don't know if you can put shrimp in any other drink besides a bloody mary i don't think you can really yeah whoever yeah. thought of bloody mary who just was like this wide array of weird ingredients is gonna taste good with vodka like i really want a spiked tomato soup at 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> Almost just spit out my spiked tomato soup all over my keyboard. Mmm, <laughs> Campbell's soup. <laughs> At 9 a.m., yes. Put some celery in there, too. Fuck it. <sighs> like that, uh, the the snowman that melts when he uh, when he eats the Campbell's soup and turns into yeah. a boy in that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just get progressively drunker <laughs> as you melt more and more. <laughs> It just melts into my chair more. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're off to a good start. Yeah, this is a good one. I'm liking <laughs> the direction of this. Uh, For sure. Well, let's kick off our top five. Uh, so, Will, I want you to go first this time. Give me your number five Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, so I'll start it off. And before I do, I'll just say that this was a tough one, Wayne. This was really tough. I mean, I don't want to say I thought Tom Hanks is overrated. I don't think he's overrated at all. I think he's a fantastic actor. I just think that some people like him maybe a little bit more than me. But my God, when you look at all these movies and all these roles stacked up, it's like, whoa. Like, there are some absolute great ones that I left out of this top five. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. But right. um, let's get into it. I'm starting with a big one here. Number five, I have Forrest Gump. <laughs> okay. Nice. So... Um, Forrest Gump, 1994, uh, one best picture in a year that had some big time movies was up against Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction. I think I like Pulp Fiction and Shawshank both better than this movie. Um, but obviously a good one. Don't need to give a synopsis here. You all know it. You've all seen it. Uh, this is directed by Robert Zemeckis who did the Back to the Future trilogy, did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, did Mm -hmm. Contact, did Flight with Denzel, um, this is one of three movies he did with Hanks. Also did Castaway and Polar Express. Uh, Zemeckis wins the Oscar for uh, Best Director. Uh, the movie wins Best Picture. Hanks wins Best Actor. Uh, for the second time, back-to-back years, he won for Philadelphia the year prior. Um, yep, back-to-back. Yep. We talked last week about the nine actors who have won twice. He is one of only two to win the award back-to-back times. The other was Spencer Tracy. That's Spencer all the way Tracy. back in. Yeah. All the way back in 1937-38. So that's, uh, that's your territory, Wayne. Um, <laughs> so the movie won six actors overall. Uh, based on a novel by Winston Groom, which not a lot of people know. This is based on a novel. And uh, interestingly enough, Groom had always envisioned John Goodman as Gump, even when he was writing uh, the really? you know, afterwards, after he wrote the book. Yeah, he always, always had envisioned John Goodman as, as Forrest Gump, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they say Bill Murray, John Travolta, Bill Paxton, and Chevy Chase also were considered for the title role here. Wow. But yeah, I, I don't know. At all those, maybe Bill Paxton. Um, but obviously, uh, I don't was, know. 
Yeah. Yeah. They all seem weird at this point. I think if it I does. had to choose out of those, I think Paxson probably would have been the best fit. But another fun one of who could have played who, um, Dave Chappelle turned down the role of Bubba uh, in this movie. <laughs> and, and Chappelle thought the movie would bomb, says he obviously regrets not taking it. But uh, later on, he would actually go star with Tom Hanks in uh, You've Got Mail. He was his best friend in that movie. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's got right. to be, got oh, to totally work with Tom Hanks. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one, just Jenny, uh, Demi Moore, Nicole Kidman, and Jodie Foster also considered. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I think Robin Wright did a great job with that though. Yeah. So let's get into that a little bit because this is, I'm going to start sounding like I don't like this movie. Uh, Um, I, I really do. I, you know, it's obviously my top five here, but I got some major problems with it. Wait, before you start, before you start, this is number two on my list. Okay. Okay. It is also... my number one movie of all time. Whoa. Yeah. So how does that work? It's your number two Tom Hanks movie, but it's your number one. I feel, movie? yeah, I feel like Tom Hanks had a better role than, okay. than Forrest Gump. So okay. that's why yeah. Forrest Gump set number two, but this is my number one movie of all time. Okay. Interesting. So I actually kind of have that. I go into that a little bit later too, where like I have his favorite my favorite role of his is not my favorite movie of his. Right. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so don't get me wrong. I really like this movie and I'm going to sound like I don't like it, but there's a lot of problems. And first one is, and I know a lot of people share this opinion is that the character of Jenny sucks. (laughs) She is awful. So she's an awful person. She awful person. Yeah. And I mean, Robin Wright does a good job like as the character, like she's a great actress. We talked about her a little bit with uh, blade runner on the sequels episode. And I'm a big fan of her. I like her a lot. I think she's extremely attractive. Um, She is just an awful, awful person. Keeps only coming back when she needs something with him. She has Mm. sex with him and then leaves in the middle of the night and then doesn't Mm. tell me as a kid for like four years. And then, Mm. you know, just, spurs it on him one day yeah she's just so unlikable and i get the fact like she's she's damaged like they hint briefly in the beginning of the movie that like her and her sisters were abused by their father yeah she's throwing yeah. the rocks at the house later in the movie so i mean she's got some problems but doesn't excuse like how horribly horribly she treats forrest and <laughs> it's just like hard to root for i mean you root for the relationship because you want forrest to be happy you want like, forrest to be happy yeah understand how much he loves her but her character is just super super unlikable um, the second big problem I have with the movie is, and these are included because they're in the book, but I don't think they're needed in the movie. I don't think the movie needs all the like quote unquote tall tales, like him playing for Bear Bryant at Alabama and you know, the interview with John Lennon and him seeing Watergate. Like, I think the movie's fine without it. I think the story of Forrest and, you know, his story and him telling these stories to the people, you know, on the bus bench is interesting enough. You know, the, the war stuff. The shrimping bow, him running across country, like those are all things that don't, yeah. that aren't gimmicky, that are good enough on its own, where you don't need these like cheesy flashback scenes. And I get it. A lot of I, I read a lot about this movie that a lot of people call it boomer porn. Like it's like <laughs> nostalgia for boomers and like all these events that <laughs> happen in their lives. And like, so I get it. I just feel like they don't need these to to tell this story, right? And it brings me to my third point is like, do we, do we get too nostalgic with this movie and think it's better than it is? And obviously you don't think so. Cause it's no. your favorite movie of all time. Yeah. But I think we, I think personally, I think we get caught up in the run forest run and life is like a box of chocolate. Stupid as a super does. And just think that this movie is 
a lot better than it is. And again, I, I said before, this is going to sound like I'm bashing the movie. I love the movie. And mm. I love Hanks in it. He's great, wins the Oscar, rightfully so. I said in the article that Hope uh, wrote about us, she asked, what's the movie you've seen the most? And I said, probably this, just because you know yeah. the amount of times it's been on like T- TBS or TNT or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, and I said Shawshank was the other one. They use Shawshank as a verb, like you're watching TBS and all of a sudden Shawshank's on and you get Shawshanked. So that means yeah. you have to watch the rest of the movie. Like you, you could say you get gumped. You, you'd say you get gumped too. Like you always want to yeah. watch this movie. So, you know, I think most people, if you ask them what their favorite Tom Hanks movie is, I think this would be the number one answer, like Family Feud style. Most people would say Forrest Gump. Most people would say Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah I think so. So... I mean, listen, it's in my top five, and I left out a bunch of great movies, so I do love it. Um, I did want to mention the great supporting performances. Sally Field as Forrest's Mm -hmm. mom. Gary Sinise, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant (laughs) Dan. So that's my favorite part of the whole movie, the very end at Forrest and Jenny's wedding, when Lieutenant Dan shows up with with his new lady friend. And And his new legs. Yeah. (laughs) You got new legs. And... uh, (laughs) Forrest just looks at Lieutenant Dan with this look like, oh, my God, you dog. And he goes, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, I think Lieutenant Dan's one of the better parts of the movie. Uh, gets nominated for Best Supporting Oscar. Um, didn't win, but definitely could have won. Yeah. Um, Hanks and – so I'm going to try to get you back for the horrible job I did with trivia. Hanks and Sinise do three movies together, including this. What are the other two? Uh, Apollo 13. Yep. Um, oh, man, I can't remember the other two. Which got? Well, only one. So this, Apollo 13, and the third one is Green Mile. Mm. Um, and all right, three yeah. movies that they do together get nominated for Best Picture. Wow. Yeah. Um, so one more thing, and I'll let you talk about Forrest Gump and, um, because it's your favorite movie of all time. (laughs) So I'm sure you have a lot to say. I got so Uh, much to say. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I'll mention is that is one thing we haven't talked a lot about yet, but I'm sure we will more is the music in these movies. And Mm -hmm. this movie not only has a great soundtrack, a lot of good classic rock songs, Jackson Brown running on empty comes to mind right away. And, um, but it's also got a great score. Um, Alan Silvestri did the score, one of the more famous movie composers mm-hmm. out there. Uh, he worked with Zemeckis a lot, did you know those movies we talked about prior that uh, Zemeckis and Hanks did, and also more recently did a few uh, of the Marvel movies, including uh, Avengers Endgame, oh, uh, yeah. scored that movie as well. Um, and last, just while we're on the topic of music, I just wanted to give a shout-out to the Weird Al Yankovic song, Gump, which was uh, the, the parody of the song Lump. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, all right good weird well, altune yeah that definitely kind of leads into a good conversation i think for me to start with yeah. talking about forrest gump because i do feel like you brought up everybody's run forrest run and the yeah. stupid is a stupid does and the weird al yankovic song i mean it's all kind of yeah this movie had a lot of parts that people took from it made fun of used all the time I mean, how many times have i heard run forrest run in yeah. my life you know, it's yeah. uh, it's a go-to for every hillbilly ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, if you, you strip away that and you look at this film, it's, it is a beautiful movie. I mean, it's everything about this movie to me is, yeah, it screams nostalgia, but it screams it in a good way to me. Um, yeah. I'm a sucker for movies where uh, 
they take like simple down to earth characters and then thrust them into these extraordinary adventures. Um, so I actually liked like the little nuances where he meets Nixon and, you know, moons him and (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. They're funny, but like, like, do you agree that the movie could have been good without those? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it didn't didn't need them. Like, you know, I, I get a chocolate, like, you know, it's, sitting next to John Lennon in an interview and yeah, no, I think some of that was maybe a little bit, uh, a touch overplayed because yeah, right. I mean, maybe, maybe a few less, How about yeah, that? a few maybe less a few would, less. and it yeah. wouldn't have affected the movie in any way, way, shape or yeah. form. No, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I'm going to be like Stefan and SNL. This movie <laughs> has everything. Comedy, <laughs> drama, ping pong, Mooney presidents, Vietnam, Gary Sinise, <laughs> everything and how could you not love yeah how could you not love that yeah um, I, I love bill Hader so yes much. he's so great um so yeah i mean i i could do a whole like episode on this movie i think you touch base on a lot of good stuff uh yeah i think that what makes this movie uh number two on my list um, for Tom Hanks and performance wise, uh, the scene that does it for me is spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this movie, by the way, shame on you. Like, yeah. Shame. I, I, I thought about spoiler, spoiler alerts with these movies and I have one that I'll get into later, which I don't want to give spoilers away. Cause I feel like maybe not everyone's seen it, but with a movie like this, just, I mean, if you have shame, seen it, shame on yeah. you, I'm going to yeah. ring a bell in your face. Exactly. Um, but when Forrest meets his son for the first time and asks Jenny if he's like him or if he's smart, yeah. like just crank up the waterworks because from then on it's just uh, just <laughs> drama and uh. Haley Joel Osment's first movie. I yeah. see dead people. I think yeah. they found. I think I saw they found him in like a Pizza Hut commercial or something. Like that. <laughs> and uh, that's how he got this role. The, also, young Forrest, not. Forrest's son, but the young Forrest yeah, the was young good. Forrest. I did yeah. read that he Tom Hanks didn't want to do like a southern accent, but then the young Forrest did it, and he's like, "No, we got to do it. This is yeah. awesome." Yeah, and um, yeah. Also, Tom Hanks improvised the famous "My name's Forrest Gump." People call me Forrest Gump. That <laughs> he Tom Hanks improvised that line, which I thought was cool. But yeah, I mean, I I didn't want to come across as I'm shitting on the movie. I just think it has some problems, but he. I mean, it's a great role. Hanks is super likable. Forrest Gump's one of the more likable characters in movie mm-hmm. history, probably. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. Across from probably the most unlikable character in movie history in Jenny. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But that's great. I didn't know your favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie of all time is Forrest Gump. So that is that why you didn't disclose that in the interview? That's why I didn't you? disclose it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I knew it was like, going to drop that this like, episode. Wow, Wayne, so. keeping things a little close to the vest there. In the uh, article, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it now. I get it. Yeah. All right. Anything else on Forrest Gump? Uh, no, I mean, it speaks for itself. Watch it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're number five. What do you got? Number five for me uh, is The Money Pit. 1986 starring Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. This is a shocker. <laughs> Look, I always try to throw one movie in that yeah. has like, I just really love and I don't think it's enough credit. You know, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is more shocking than secret of the use. <laughs> this is our most shocking pick on the podcast. This is the most shocking pick ever. 
Not I really. I mean, come on. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's um, not terrible. No. I, I kind of Okay. <laughs> so why I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, it was very early in Tom Hanks's career. Yeah. Very early. Um, and it's very physical comedy. Like you don't yeah. really get to see, like, I feel like, I feel like we've grown up with Hanks. Like we've grown up yeah. with him. Like I remember seeing him when I was young. I still see him today. Like, you know, he's been a part of it. He's one of those actors that's just been a part of our life. And, uh, we don't really get to see this like physical comedy side of him anymore. He's, you know, he's moved on to bigger roles. He's done, you know, Forrest Gump is like we talked about. He's done Sully. Yeah. He's done more dramatic roles, Captain Phillips. And those are amazing. And he does a yeah. wonderful job with those. Um, you're trying to, to tell see... me that tur- you're trying to tell me that Turner and Hooch two is not going to happen. Is what you're saying? <laughs> I would watch Turner and Hooch two. Actually, I was joking about that, but they are remaking it. I believe with Ben Schwartz, if I remember correctly. From oh Parks really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're definitely doing a Turner and Hooch reboot, but yeah, not Tom Hanks. Not Tom Hanks. Um, so he does a lot of physical comedy in this, uh, and he continued down that path of kind of doing a little bit more physical comedy stuff until, you know, several movies came out that he took a more dramatic role. Um, my favorite scene in this movie is when uh, Walter Fielding is played by Tom Hanks is stuck in the floor for hours of this house. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, at first he's like, ah, I'm stuck in the floor. And then he just gets to the point where he's just like, comes to terms. Like, this is my life. Now I live in the floor. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like this singing songs and like making like little paper airplanes to throw. And it, it's just so funny. Um, <laughs> this is, yeah. I, I, uh, by the way, it's, it's Josh Peck in the Turner and Hooch reboot, reboot, uh, reboot okay. from uh, Drake and Josh. My sister, Mary Kate will be excited about that one. Um, oh, nice. This is hilarious. Uh, this wouldn't even be in my, I wouldn't be in my top 30 Tom Hanks movies. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh i've seen it i haven't seen it in a while but weirdly enough like they were advertising it a lot on netflix like a month or two ago because mm-hmm. it like they released on netflix so like you know on like the lock screen on netflix the money pit would show up a lot yeah um so i haven't seen it in a while i know it's ridiculous <laughs> it is it's ridiculous <laughs> and yeah. it's funny i mean it's kind of like a movie that you just pick up and watch look i mean i could say i could just go through and pick all the oscar noms and all the award-winning <laughs> be, oscar movies be boring like, like me is what you're yeah, saying just, no i'm just saying that's <laughs> probably what you're going to be expecting and i like to throw some curveballs in there and say the money i pick. like it i yeah. like it i like it keep it fresh all absolutely right. um, i wish i could uh contribute more on the money pit but don't have a lot to say about this <laughs> just watch it it's a fun sunday afternoon watch you yeah, know I like, like you don't have to take it seriously but enough on the god. money pit god what you got number you four cannot, for you you cannot get a more juxtaposition here with what i'm following up with the money pit at four yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right what you got at number four then i have philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> you're way more fun than me wayne you pick movies like the money pit and i'm picking movies about guys dying from aids no um, no because uh i knew we would, i knew this was gonna happen we were gonna have so many crossovers on this because yeah you know he he has a wide filmography like tom hanks yep. has a very broad filmography but if you're talking about the best tom hanks yeah. movies you're gonna condense it down into yeah. like maybe 
10, yeah, 7. I, I think we'll have 2, 3, maybe 4 on this list that we'll probably overlap on. But um, this is on your list or no? Number 1. Number 1. Wow. Number 1. This beat out Forrest Gump for me is number 1. Wow. Yep. All right. So uh i'll start but definitely you know don't i'm stealing your one and two right off the bat i, I know it's all good here, but it's all good i mean i'll get my i'll get my talks yeah. in all right so tom hanks plays andrew beckett a gay man who is suing his former law firm over wrongful termination as he believes and rightfully so he is only being fired for having hiv uh, this movie came out in 1993. Uh, the great Denzel Washington plays the initially homophobic lawyer who represents Tom Hanks in the lawsuit. Uh, so this is exciting for me. Uh, Jonathan Dem directed this. Um, he yep. died in 2017. He doesn't have a ton of movies he directed, but he did do this in Silence of the Lambs. So kind of what else do you need? Mm-hmm. Um, but he did direct a ton of music videos and documentaries, which leads me to the first time I get to talk about the great, he's in my background here, Bruce Frederick Springsteen. <laughs> yeah, I completely thought about you when I was just my, writing up this one. One of my heroes, Bruce Springsteen. So uh, Jonathan Dem directs a bunch of Springsteen music videos, including the fantastic Streets of Philadelphia. Isn't it Springsteen? It is not. Nope. And no, no DUI jokes either. This is, he was falsely accused. He, okay. This is. We'll keep that off the table then. Yep. Um, so he directed the music video for Streets of Philadelphia, which is used prominently in this movie. Bruce wrote it for the movie and wins the Oscar for best music original song. Um, Neil Young also wrote a song for the movie that was just called Philadelphia. And that was also nominated for best original song. So, this guy, Jonathan Demme, is quite the Rolodex where he just calls up Springsteen and Neil Young. is like, hey, can you write a song for me for this movie? Yeah. Um, so speaking of Oscars, Tom Hanks wins his first for this. We just talked about how he won back-to-back with Forrest Gump. Um, and much like we talked about Christian Bale last week, Tom Hanks had to severely alter his body for this role. Uh, yes. He had to lose 30 pounds. Um, and on the other side, Denzel was actually asked to gain weight. <laughs> so there's a story that... Denzel would just eat chocolate bars in front of Tom Hanks on set. Just, 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 just tease him. Um, so this movie has arguably the two, one of, you know, two of the greatest actors of all time. So, you know, as the lead, so it would have to be a pretty bad script to mess this one up with those two leads, but it isn't, it's a great script. The movie flows great from start to finish and you really, really care about the characters, obviously Hanks and what he's going through and how he's treated, um, but even Denzel, too, because you really see his growth and how he's attempting to become a better person. And, you know, he really starts off, uses the F word a lot um, mm. to refer to homosexual people. And he's really attempting to become a better person. So, you know, he's he's definitely unlikable at first. Um, but you can see that he's he's trying to come full circle. Well, yeah, um, I mean, he's he realizes halfway through the movie that the discrimination that yeah. uh Hanks's character um Andrew Beckett feels is similar yeah. to his own. Yeah. And that's why I'm so glad they went with him. And I have this note because originally they had his role as more of a comedic role. They were like considering Bill Murray and Robin I Williams, saw that. Yeah. It makes it like, so much more sense that. to have yeah, the the juxtapose of, of two different races here and have him be a black man and, and you know, try and understand, you know, what it's like to be discriminated against. And so 
Denzel um, was, showed interest in the role, and then the the uh, director really wanted to work with him. So once he heard yeah. that Denzel was interested, he was like, yeah, we're doing this. Um, it sounds like Hanks was pretty much the choice all along, but your boy DDL sounds like he was considered. I saw, um, Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, as well as Tim Robbins. I could totally see Tim Robbins doing this. Um, I think Tim Robbins would could oh do yeah yeah definitely yeah. tim robbins on this it would have been a yeah. really good casting yeah um yeah i mean hanks won the oscar you can't ask for more but like if you were to cast anybody else tim robbins i think is right mm-hmm. there particularly at this time um so this it's a great cast has six actors who won oscars in this tom hanks denzel jason robards he's the head of the firm that fires hanks he won best supporting actor for all the president's men which if you haven't seen watch it it's a great movie um, Joanne Woodward, Kenneth Utt, and Mary Steenburgen. Um, so I wanted to talk about Mary Steenburgen real quick in this movie because this is the weird part of the movie for me is to see her play a quote-unquote bad guy. <laughs> she's just so sweet, so likable, Mary Steenburgen, and so naturally likable. So um, there is a story, though, that there, the moment Mary Steenburgen's character is like in the mirror and she says she hates the case, and she, it was actually improvised. And it's because she kept saying that she hated her role while shooting. And then the re- director said, you should keep that in. It will make your character seem more human. Yeah. Um, which kind of levels it down a little bit. But it's weird to see sweet old Mary Steenburgen as the <laughs> quote unquote bad guy. I know. Um, but um, at the end, Hanks wins the lawsuit, obviously sadly succumbs to HIV and dies at the end of the movie. The last scene of the movie, that montage of like the home videos and stuff is a tearjerker. Oh man, that's so powerful. The whole yeah. scene where he's uh, laying on the hospital bed and his brother comes in and starts crying and everybody Yo, says goodbye. Yeah. And his yep. mom is like, you know, my precious angel. And yep. it's like, oh, so yep. powerful. Yep. Um, what else? Anything you got on this movie that I, yeah i mean i mean we touched base on a lot of it like this movie dealt with a lot of what was happening around that time which was discrimination against homosexuals discrimination against anyone that had been um diagnosed with hiv or aids uh yep and uh, it the intention was to bring to light this awful disease or this awful virus that um and the immense amount of struggles that people who had it dealt with uh I think that, um, you know, Tom Hanks even said personally that they picked him out of the list, the Rolodex of people that were supposed to play this role because they really wanted to make sure that people that wouldn't normally watch this kind of movie would watch this movie. Um, you know, it's, uh, why that's why I love Tom Hanks in this role, honestly, like why he's my number one pick for like, this is the best for him because he grounds the character of Andrew Beckett. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, at this up until this point in time, homosexuals were not shown in realistic light in Hollywood up to this yep. time. I mean, yeah, Beckett's character with Hank's performance, it brought a new topic to light. Like we're all the same. Um, yep. We all yep. have this drive to perform in our careers, find love of another person. And none of us deserve the discrimination homosexuals have had to endure. So uh, yep. Denzel Washington, of course, he's amazing in this movie. I, I absolutely love him as uh, um, as Joe. Um, yeah. But he ties these themes together because he shows the similarities between discrimination of uh, 
people with HIV and, you know, discrimination of him as a black man. Yeah. And they don't, you know, it's not an accident that he has a baby in the movie because it really puts his life in perspective. Yeah, for sure. Like, and, and, you know, makes him, you know, realize what's important in life. So that's not an accident. Denzel's really good in this and it's a really good movie. My one Denzel complaint, I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he's great in a lot of shitty movies sometimes. Mm. Um, this is not one of them. Um, we'll probably have a Denzel episode, I'm sure. But he, um, I think he's good pretty much all the time. I think he's good in some bad movies sometimes. But yeah. um, this is not the case. So um, this is my number four movie. I have this as Hank's second best performance. I'll get to my number one a little bit later on what I think is his best acting performance. Um, but I have this at number four. Okay. All right. Number four. So my number four, um, lighten the mood a little bit here. Uh, please, cast, please. Castaway 2000. Okay. Another overlap here. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is my, this is my number two. Um, and I'll get to everything that I have after you talk about it. But this for me is Tom Hanks best performance. Oh, uh, so this is, wait, this is your number two? My number two movie here oh, on my okay. list, but I think okay. this is the best Tom Hanks has been in any movie. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so Castaway 2000, uh, FedEx executive undergoes um, a transformation as he crashes on a deserted island um, and has to survive. This was Tom Hanks' last Oscar-nominated performance before until his portrayal of Fred Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, 2019. Haven't uh, seen that one. I haven't seen that one yet either. Um, this one's directed by Robert Zemeckis. You mentioned him, uh, Forrest Gump, Contact, Back to the Future. Yep. Uh, so why I love this movie uh, is because this is an outstanding performance by Hanks. Yeah. Uh, for the majority of the film, he's only speaking to himself or the lovable Wilson. <laughs> this uh, is like my notes word for word, right? <laughs> that's a powerhouse team, by the way. Powerhouse oh, yeah, team, Wilson and Tom Hanks. Just There is a video online of um, Hanks and uh, Wilson are reunited at a New York Rangers game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but he captures our hearts uh, again yeah. while we watch his character navigate through this like physical and emotional transformation. Yeah. Um, my biggest question after I kind of went through this was what happened to Wilson? What happened to Wilson? What happened to Wilson? I have several theories, yeah. by the way. I do. Let's hear them. All right. Well, uh, one theory is that he floated back to the island and started started Wilson's Tiki Bar and Grill. I like that. Yep. I like that. Um, Second one, he was picked up by pirates and lived several years as a broguish sea warrior before he (laughs) retiring rich and happy in Fiji with his (laughs) numerous treasure chests. Okay. Um, The last one I have is probably the most uh, realistic. He, while he was floating, he met another volleyball named Nike and they made their way back to the U.S., settled down together, and uh, had a couple of tennis balls for kids. I like that. I think yeah. I like the cheeky bar the best, but all great scenarios you laid out. There. I think any of those are probably could could be realistically what happened to Wilson. Well, much like you know our our sequel that we talked about last week, you know we can do Castaway Two 
on a cruise mm. ship. You could. Where, you know, Wilson washes up. So that's a possibility. Yeah. I would say let's let's combine Castaway with Captain Phillips and say Wilson becomes the Somalian pirate as he takes over the cruise ship. Now we're cooking with gas. Now, now we're, we're cooking. cooking. <laughs> Wilson becomes the antagonist of this sequel to Castaway. That is good. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on Castaway? So, um, you know, you mentioned another Hank Zemeckis film. The other thing is it's another Alan Silvestri score. Um, weirdly enough, when I watched this movie, I noticed that the music in it halfway through, before I even knew that it was Alan Silvestri, I was like, that sounds exactly like the music from Avengers Endgame when, um, spoiler alert, Tony Stark dies and they have the funeral for Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. That music is the exact same music as the castaway music. It was so weird. Um, so like I said, I think it's Hank's best performance. I think it's his most difficult performance. Like you said, half the movie is himself, yeah. nothing to play off besides the volleyball, um, a couple scenes that stick out to me is the one where he first creates fire for the first time on the island yeah. and he starts freaking yeah. out. The brutal <laughs> scene. <laughs> the absolutely brutal scene to watch where he knocks his tooth out with a rock and the oh, blade God, of that was... ice skate. Oh, God, <laughs> tough to watch. And then obviously all the stuff with Wilson. Uh, have it noted, it's another one where like Philadelphia where Hanks had to lose a bunch of weight for the role. Yeah. Um, and the movie even though a large part of it is just him on an island, it doesn't drag on at all, which is amazing. And you're constantly entertained by it, and it's 100% credit to the performance of Tom Hanks. Um, He doesn't win the Oscar. He's nominated, loses to Russell Crowe and Gladiator. I love Gladiator. It's great. I think Hanks should have won. I think it's his best performance. I think it's unbelievable. There's not too much else to talk about here for me. Like This movie's all Hanks' performance. Um, One gripe I do have is Helen Hunt. I would have liked a stronger actress in the role. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she's not in much, but obviously some critical scenes at the end where, you know, he comes yeah. back and they, you know, reunite, but she's already remarried. Did she move on too fast, by the way, you think, or no? I don't. What's the right answer there? Is there I one? I don't know. I think it's different for everybody. You know? uh, it's a situation I don't it is want a situation. anyone to have to go through, obviously, but it's a tough one. So, question for you. This is also a Castaway spoiler. Um, yeah. It is 21 years later after the movie came out, by the way. Yeah. Uh, do you think that Chuck Nolan and the wing lady at the end got together? The are you lost? You you look like you're lost, gal? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, obviously it's just symbolizing like, hey, he can move on to, and that's mm-hmm. what it's trying to convey there. But, yeah, it's a good question. Um I don't know. When I first watched this and I was younger, I always thought, oh, they're going to get married. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we can dive into that and cast away too. Um, (laughs) That they're on their honeymoon on the cruise ship. And then Wilson comes in. He doesn't, he's, he's now driven to like, I I don't know who to choose. Should I choose Wilson? Should I choose wing lady? Maybe Wilson can be like the vision in the Avengers and he can, you know, take a human form and come to life and uh, God, we've gone off the rails here. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to see a stronger actress in the role of Helen Hunt, er, uh, you know, his wife that Helen Hunt plays Helen Hunt. Just not a huge fan. Stick to mad about you, Helen Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was uh, my number two, uh, my favorite Hanks performance, not my favorite Hanks movie, but uh, I had this one at number two. Awesome. Um, we've had so much overlap that I am completely lost on where we're at. 
<laughs> we're at number three now for you. Okay, number three. So this is uh, we talked about this earlier. This is one I don't want to get too into here. Um, I have Saving Private Ryan at number three. This is your number three. That's as well. my number three too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so I don't want to get. This is also too... one I don't. I don't want to get. Yeah. Too... So this one I think I want to have a deeper conversation about on another episode when we talk about war movies. Spoiler alert, it will be in my top five war movies, and I think it's just more mm-hmm. – I think it's a better conversation for that. Um, it's pro- probably also a top five Spielberg movie as well. We'll probably yeah. do a Spielberg episode. Um, but uh, World War II, group of soldiers go on a mission to rescue a paratrooper after his brothers were killed in action. Movie's huge. You have Hanks. You have Matt Damon. What is really great about this movie is you have essentially nonstop action, but unlike a lot of movies, it's not at expense of the story, right? You don't lose the story within no. the action of this movie. Um, I want to save this one. It's a great movie. Watch it. I also just want to mention one of my favorite under-the-radar actors in this movie, uh, Giovanni Ribisi, plays the medic. Mm-hmm. I love yep. him. He's great in everything. Um, he so has the most soul-crushing scene Yeah, Yeah, movie. I think so. The, the hardest scene so. to watch, actually, out of the whole movie. I could yep. sit through the opening 11 minutes a million times and never phase me. But I watched Giovanni Ribisi and his scene, and I'm like, uh. Yeah, he's awesome. Some good. Ed, Ed Burns is good in supporting role, too. Oh, very good. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's a good movie. They don't, uh, it's like you said, they don't, they don't neglect the character development in the movie. Yep. You definitely yep. feel for all of these characters. Uh, so, so oftentimes, and, and it's okay sometimes, like sometimes you just want to see an action movie, but like, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes you give up story for the expense of just pure action, yeah. particularly in war movies. They do this a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we'll do a deeper dive in war movies. I actually think a, a buddy of mine who's a veteran is going to hop on with us that day and, you know, give us his perspective, which will be great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I want to save this one for that and not go too deep into it. But Same. All right. We both have Saving Private Ryan at number three. Yeah. Okay, so now I am confused on where we're at. Because <laughs> if we both have three, I, I think I'm done. Like, I, three. Yeah, you're we've done. Already, I have Forrest Gump, Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, so we talked about that. I had Castaway at number two, which we talked about. So, uh, yeah, I think we just have my number one left. Your number That's one. It. All right, what's your yeah. number one? So any guesses here? Because you don't have – this is not an overlap one. Uh, I'm curious if you have any guesses here. Hmm, big? It is not big. Big was close. Big was probably like six or seven on my list. Catch me if you can. No, I'll get to why that's off the list later. But my number one is Road to Perdition. <laughs> I knew it was gonna, I didn't want to say it. But I knew it. Ah! Should have said it. So this is my favorite Tom Hanks movie. This is my favorite movie we've talked about in any episode thus far. Um, you know I have this Road to Perdition poster in the back of my office here. You, I, I can't see yeah. that one, actually. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so this is my favorite movie we talked about in any episode this far. This is movie's perfect for me and one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, and oddly enough, I saw it, like, semi-recently. Like, I didn't see it mm-hmm. when it came out. Um, this movie uh, came out in 2002 based on a graphic novel, actually, yeah. um, by Max Allen Collins and Richard Piers Rayner. Um, Tom Hanks plays Michael Sullivan, who is an enforcer for the mob in the Prohibition era. He has two sons, one of whom witnesses the murder of their mother and his brother, 
which causes Michael Hanks or Hanks Michael Sullivan to go on a full-on revenge mode. Uh, this is an all-time revenge movie um, directed by the great Sam Mendes. Um, Sam Mendes, this is his second movie after American Beauty. So he directs American Beauty. It's his first movie. It wins Best Picture, and he wins Best Director in his first <laughs> first try at this. Yeah. So this is his second movie. Um, then he also does he does two Bond movies, including the masterpiece that is Skyfall. Yep. Uh, he, do, he does Jarhead. He does 1917, which I'm sure we'll talk about on the War Movie episode. I mm-hmm. love that one. Um, I don't know how else to describe this movie, but just beautiful. Every shot is perfect. This is the one I talked about. I don't want to spoil because I feel like not everyone has seen it. Like I said, I haven't even I didn't see it when it first came out. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. not everyone has seen it. So I don't want to spoil the ending because many haven't seen it. But there's a scene at the very end. And if you have seen it, you know the one I'm talking about. And it's one of the all-time great shots in movies, in my opinion. Um, I didn't realize this, but I read it. There's only six lines of dialogue in the last 20 minutes of the movie. And I didn't wow. even notice that. That's just yeah. how amazing this movie is to watch. Um, have you seen it? Yes. Okay. Um, so this is the last performance for Paul Newman, which is very noteworthy. Um, he plays the mob boss john rooney who's essentially a father figure to hanks but ends up being the person uh along with his son connor rooney who's played by daniel craig um they're the people that hanks is seeking revenge against um for reasons that i won't get into um newman nominated for best supporting actor absolutely should have won um very odd that he didn't because not only was he deserving but the oscars tend to be notorious for like giving up the like tribute oscar you know what I yeah mean? yeah and they didn't hear for some reason he loses out to chris cooper for adaptation um newman's so good in this he has an all-time movie line for for me he says uh to tom hanks's character i'm glad it's you um i won't give the context behind that line in the movie but i will give the subcontext <laughs> that a lot of people think it was written as a quote-unquote passing of the torch from newman to hanks as like america's favorite actor like i'm passing the torch Mm. to you i'm glad it's you that's just a theory no facts to prove that but a lot of people do think that's why it was written um great supporting performances on this one by jude law he's the quote-unquote villain um like clown-like figure very interesting performance by him uh i thought that was a very interesting take honestly yeah he's law almost was cartoonish me so it seems i I get what you're saying it's a it seems a little bit out of place particularly because like the era it takes place in um actually like a lot of people wanted him to play the joker in the dark knight because of his performance in this movie yeah which makes sense because he kind of is like like clownish almost it's interesting he's obviously crazy um but i like him he is a big he's not in the movie that much but obviously if you've seen the movie he's a big part of it um Stanley Tucci's also great in a small supporting role. He's awesome in everything. I know. I I, I would do a whole episode on Stanley Tucci. I yeah, love him. And I, I feel like he's so underrated. Like nobody Agreed. talks about Stanley Tucci, but he is just wonderful. Yeah, he, he rules. Um, an all-time great child performance in this movie. Uh, so Tom Hanks' son, Michael Sullivan Jr., played by Ty- Tyler Hocklin, I think is how you say it. So he plays the son that witnesses the murder of his brother and mother and, you know, goes on this revenge tour with his father. Um, This guy still acts, but nothing too big. He plays Superman on like a CW show now. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's really good in uh, as a kid performance here. Um, 
So I don't want to give too much away here because, like I said, I think a lot of people haven't seen this movie. Um, but this is a must-see in my opinion. Um, it's, like I said, it's my favorite movie we've talked about in any episode so far. So um, this was the easy number one pick for me. The rest was pretty hard to do. Um, but this is uh, my absolute cream of the crop when it comes to Tom Hanks. Wow. All right. Number one. Yeah. Your thoughts on the movie? Um. I really liked the cinematography in the movie. That's it. <laughs> yeah. When's when's the last time you seen it? Um, I think I probably watched it probably like three or four years ago. I think was the last time yeah. I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul. I Newman, love it. Paul Newman yeah. is amazing in this movie. He's um, he's the best part of the movie for me, and yeah. I'm just such a sucker for a good revenge tour. Yeah. Um, which is just best in show right here when you talk about revenge. Just, <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks is a man possessed almost. But um, yeah, there's a lot of storylines in this movie I don't want to give away because I do want people who haven't seen it to watch it. Because, yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. me, a few years ago, I had not seen it and I even got made fun of by some friends after I finally did watch it. Like, what? You haven't seen Road to British? Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's my number one. So that went quick. I know we had some overlap, but yeah, um, we did. Yeah, we did. well, we have a lot to talk about on what didn't make the list and and why and absolutely some ones that left out. So um, yeah, I'll start and just say I didn't include any movies where Hanks wasn't the lead role. So you mentioned Catch Me If You Can, right? If I had if I deemed Catch Me If You Can eligible, it probably would have been number two on my list. I mm. love that movie a lot. Um, I actually watched it this week thinking it would be on my list and I was ready to talk about it. It's more Leo heavy than I even remember. It is. Yeah. It's really like Leo Hanks. Heavy. Hanks is in the yeah. opening scene and then he's not in the next hour, hour right. and a half of the movie. And then he's heavy in the last hour, but it's, it's a very, it's way more Leo heavy than you'd think. Um, if it I, is. like I said, yeah, but like I said, I if I had f- it on the list, that go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I feel like you're right. He doesn't, like Kyle Havanaghy, his <laughs> his scenes are you know they're limited compared to Leo's scenes. Which I mean, the story is about yeah. you know um, Leo's character, but I do feel like he does play an important role because in the end yeah. he becomes a sort of father figure for yeah, huge role. They say in the closing credits, you know, when they're given the where are they now, like they're talking right. about like how they've remained good friends and. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Huge, great role by Hanks, and he's great in it. But mm-hmm. we're saying the best top, top five Tom Hanks yeah. movies. You know? Yeah, exactly. So yes. I left that one off. Um, that Thing You Do, I love. Um, he directed it as well. Yep. That movie doesn't get made without him, but you know he's not the star of the movie. Um, you know He plays the band manager, and I absolutely adore that movie. Um, and the third one that i probably would have considered maybe would have made the list maybe wouldn't is uh league of their own um yeah he plays i know. the manager that, yeah. I, that movie belongs to gina davis and um her sister her name's escaping me right now but um that movie's about them oh yeah it is yeah it is uh i think he plays a good counterpart to that because yeah. he's like this bumbling ex yeah i mean coach that yeah, you can make the case, like, when you of think it. of that movie, you think of him because you think of there's no crying in baseball, you know. But yeah. if you watch the movie, it's, you know, it's really about uh, yeah. you know, the relationship. Yeah, just a supporting between, character. Yeah. Supporting, yeah. supporting role. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, same for me. Um, I had, uh, like you said, Catch Me If You Can and uh, League of Their Own on there. But in the end, it was uh, it was tough to pick these five. And yeah. we go back to talk about like how tough this list was. I think the biggest part for me was I had my, my, my top five pretty fast. Like after I started thinking about it, I took some off, put some on. Yep. The hardest part for me was the massive amount of information on Tom Hanks. He's, yeah, there's a lot. There's so many, so many movies that he's been in, so many things that he's done. He's touched like so many aspects of the film industry. And so to like tie that all in and, and condense it down and try to figure out, okay, like what are his top roles and what movies that are like focused on him as a lead role. Um, yep. Uh, but I also had Apollo 13 on mine as well. Yeah. Um, Apollo 13 was a tough omit. Um, mm-hmm. I think my two biggest omits that were tough were Captain Phillips and big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big i rewatched <laughs> such a great movie um but captain phillips is tough i really really like that one sully i really like too um yeah wasn't easy. i liked i liked captain phillips uh but honestly when i was watching it i had i didn't know why he was nominated for an oscar for that movie until the very last scene where he yeah. gets pulled onto the boat and he's in shock um and he's trying to tell him what happened and what's going on. And you see his face and it's just like, yeah, that's why he was nominated because of this entire scene. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, I agree. I think it's the best scene, but I mean, I totally get why he's nominated. I think it's a great performance. Um, he, he owns that role. Obviously Barkhead Abdi, we talked about him with Blade Runner too. He, mm-hmm. he's the best part of the movie. Um, as the guy who, you know, hijacks the ship, the, I'm the captain now guy for all of you who don't know, you know, who we're talking about, but, um, that was a big miss for me. Um, did you consider toy story at all? Uh, not really. Me neither. Yeah. They're good, but just not entirely for me. No, no. I I mean, I love Pixar movies. It's honestly part of the reason I went into the, my college degree, my career, but, uh, it's, I don't know. I just felt like there were so many more that really captured the depth of yeah. his acting. Um, I'll say this. If I went like my version of the money pit <laughs> in your world is the burbs. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, already... I don't like the burbs. I did not like that movie. Oh, come on. Uh-uh. The burbs is so good. No, I did not. Like oh, the creepy movie. neighbors. I get it. I mean, I, oh. I, I get it. Like, like what are they doing next door? Like yeah, ooh, yeah. it could be a, some crazy satanic cult. And <laughs> but you're, you're no. right; it's not the masterpiece that the money pit is. Yeah, no, right. it's not. It's definitely not the masterpiece. Bachelor Party is another one. That's good. The silly Tom Hanks. <laughs> a yeah. Very early yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks role. Yeah, very early. I. Uh, yep. This um, the terminal is another one that I think is underrated. Um, I like that one yeah, a lot. That's a good one. And I'll just say, like, it's crazy because it just shows you how good his career was. Like, I had Sleepless in Seattle in my top five rom-coms. This probably isn't even, like, a top 10, 15, maybe even 20 Tom Hanks movie for me overall. And I had it in my top five rom-coms. So it just goes to show you, like, how good his career not was, is, and has been. And 
um you know that that movie wouldn't even make my you know like i said top 10 15 20 movies um yeah. he's got he's got a long resume and a lot of good movies here um obviously we overlapped on a few um but um you know i like i said i i think people like tom hanks probably more than i do but when you look at these movies just stacked up on top of another like what a yeah. career what a career yeah. um yep. so opposing to that we have our bottom of the barrel. Yeah, here we go. I want you, I want you to go first at the bottom of the barrel. All right. So, you know, I just talked about his great career, right? And there's this period where he wastes a lot of it because I'm grouping three movies into this bottom of the barrel, and it is The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and Inferno. Uh, the Da Vinci Code trilogy, if you will. Yeah. Um which, you know, he does three movies. So it's a lot of time that he spent on these absolute shitbag movies. They're terrible. Yeah. Um, so they're based off novels by Dan Brown, which the books were huge, like some of the best-selling books of all time. I haven't read the books. I don't know if they're good. I don't know if the book readers like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be completely transparent here. I saw the first movie and like half of the second one, but I saw enough to just confidently throw the third one in here with yeah. those two as well. <laughs> um, they waste so much talent here. Like I said, they obviously a big waste of Tom Hanks years, but listen to these actors that are in these movies. Ian McKellen, Alfred Molina, Paul Bettany, Ewan McGregor, Stellan Skarsgård, Felicity Jones. Like, there's so much talent in these absolute dog shit movies and they are just so they're convoluted. They're hard to follow. Tom yeah. Hanks is not even good in it. He's got the worst haircut of all time. Worst haircut. I was oh, just God. about to bring that up. Ter- God, terrible. Terrible, <laughs> terrible co- haircut, man. Wouldn't be a cocktails and scenes episode without mentioning someone's haircut. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just absolute terrible. Like, I don't understand. I mean, they did pretty well in the box office. They got gradually worse. So I think people didn't like yeah. the movies as much as they thought. But obviously the books were huge. Um, so, yeah, he plays Robert Langdon in the movies. So right. people at the Langdon trilogy. Um, I, I, you know, I do feel bad putting a movie on here that I've never seen. But I saw enough for the first movie and a half <laughs> where I can say that this is just a big time suck in uh, Tom Hanks' career. And, like, I know he's older, but, like, you could still say this is the prime of his career, right? Like, he can still, you know, at this point in his career, can make a lot of good movies. And this is just a waste for me. Uh, yeah. Absolutely terrible. I I always have these movies that I remember back when I worked at a movie store where at the time when they came out, we had millions of copies of them because we were, you know, renting them out like crazy. And this is one of those movies that very quickly went to the $2 bin. (laughs) Just like, we have so many Da Vinci codes. Like, please, (laughs) for the love of God, buy three, get four Da Vinci Code movies. They didn't even like fit on the shelf because there were so many of them after the cover art. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people lost interest in these movies so very fast. I want to hear about this career at the movie store. I did not know. Oh, yeah, man. Like, three years. Worked at the Did, video store, at the counter, like a, like blockbuster type store. Or? It was called Hastings. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever heard of Hastings. This not around anymore. They closed no. down. I think probably like six or seven years ago. Um, yeah. It was a music book entertainment store. They rented movies. They sold books, uh, video games. Um, yeah, I was worked uh, as the video manager for a while and then the lifestyles manager so 
Um, just to, you know, drop some resumes, resume <laughs> stuff on here. Do you still um, put that on your resume? <laughs> not anymore. No, nope, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> you don't need to now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I think I, I accredit a lot of my movie knowledge actually to working at the, cause I saw so many movies. So yeah. many. we were allowed to rent two movies a week, uh, that we could just rent for free. So we would just yeah. rent movies all the time. And did I saw people, so many. Did people ask you for recommendations? All the time. Oh, all cool. the time. And so that was some of my favorite things to do. Would people be like, I'm looking for a good movie. And then I would like start the list. Like, what are you into? What do you like? What do you, you know? Listen here, my... lady. Have you ever seen the money pit? <laughs> I've got a winner for you. <laughs> Have I got a movie for you? Do you like couples that buy a house that doesn't actually work out? <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I think my movie recommendations were probably better than that. I would hope. Me too. Yeah. Um, you're bottom of the barrel. All right. So shocker for me, uh, my bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Road to Perdition. <laughs> two thousand and two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been cocktails and scenes. We'll see everybody later. <laughs> How how dumb are you? This is idiotic. What? No, this is not idiotic. I felt like the story was slow, predictable, plot twists. I, I didn't feel like Tom Hanks at all played this like rugged right. hitman. Not all right. at all. So all right. So the one like criticism I've heard of our podcast early on is that we agree too much. So did like you just like do some research on me and found out that my favorite no. movie was Road to Perdition and want to take this tick? Because nope. this is asinine this is crazy i honestly had two on here that probably everybody's gonna hate me after this That's you fine. are you couldn't be any dumber this is because uh, row perdition and perdition perdition is that one yeah perdition. perdition yes um and big i actually didn't like big either <laughs> respect level yeah the, fine, but the money dude. pit but the money pit's great yeah, yeah money pit is jesus great, great. the oh, money pit God. is a great movie um, I, there's a lot of things I do like about Road Perdition. I can I can say that Sam Mendes is one of my favorite directors. Uh, cinematography, music, everything like that. I just felt like in the way of Tom Hanks' role, I hated him in this movie as the as this role. I did not like the the relationship between him and his son. I felt like he didn't pull off a hitman very well. <laughs> Making me drink more. I'm switching to beer. This is so <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Con- continue. Continue. What's your... No, I mean, that was enough. That's that's what I got. I don't really. get it. I mean, we've said we like slow burn movies. You've mentioned that. Like, this is mm-hmm. the epitome of a great slow burn movie. Oh. I... I, like I said, if, if I had to pick one that I just did not like Tom Hanks in, I didn't feel like he fit the role very well this is road to perdition is me i didn't didn't feel like he fit very well into the into the role and the movie itself was yeah when i first watched it i was like i don't know if i like this and then i rewatched it and i was like ah, our number pass. one and bottom of the barrel overlapping yeah i guess this like makes our overlap in the top five okay because this is the ultimate you know opposite viewpoint opposite of that like jeez. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can get over this. We've yeah, had a good be... run. Four yeah, episodes. Yeah. Four episodes. That's fine. <laughs> it'll become a cult classic. <laughs> Cocktails and scenes. They stopped after four. <laughs> they had a good run. Look, the yeah, the, is... the point is, and this is like this is what I've always said when we started first started this podcast. I said that everyone sees movies differently. They're subjective. One person may like it. The other person may don't. If I've got on this podcast and started spitting out every Oscar winning movie, just because they're Oscar winning movies, that wouldn't be an interesting podcast. But my take, my personal opinion is I didn't like road perdition. Sure. So I agree with you 99% of the time. Road to Perdition is that 1% that's objectively <laughs> great. Where I think you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. It's, and the one, and, and like, I could maybe even give you, like, maybe it's not like the best fit for Hanks. Sure. Like I said, it's not my favorite Hanks role. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think he's better in Castaway. I think he's better in Philadelphia. I oh, think yeah. he's better in Forrest Gump. Sure. But, the movie itself is near perfection for me. And the one I can't even come anywhere close to you is talk about the relationship with father and son. Cause I think that's like the best part of the movie. Oh really? Is, I mean, the I, well, I guess I can't talk about the last scene, but nah. um, <laughs> watch the movie and yeah. see what he does for his son at the end. But um, wow. All right. You know, yeah. can't win them all. Yeah. No, I, you know, I'm, I'm, busting you and listen you're right we all have different opinions about movies some are good and some are bad obviously um mm-hmm. but some you know, some some are yeah. good and some are bad obviously you mean like opinions <laughs> or movies um opinions some opinions opinions are sometimes are right and opinions are sometimes wrong you're right about that one <laughs> i'm sure at uh, some point in time you were going to i mean you pretty much like spent <laughs> the first part of this podcast, like almost bashing Forrest Gump a little bit. So, and that's yeah. my number one. Like I said, I didn't want to come off too hard. I do like Forrest right. Gump. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, I guess we have to end it there with our, I think that's our biggest disagreement. Well, obviously it's our biggest yeah. disagreement yet. I mean, I thought we'd never disagree more than Batman Returns, but this is, <laughs> I mean, you can't get much bigger. This is probably a top five, all-time movie for me definitely top 10 yeah um so yeah well i guess we'll leave it at that and me and wayne are gonna fight a little bit offline and uh, i mean probably a little bit (laughs) no Uh, actually let's not leave it with that because i don't want to leave it at that (laughs) i wanted to bring up my my initial thought for a a pitch which was tom v tom let's talk let's talk tom v tom this is america's sweethearts versus the deadliest man in hollywood Tom Hanks versus Tom Cruise heavyweight okay. fight in one corner. Yeah. We got America's sweetheart and in the other quarter. We got somebody that's been trained in every form of combat for the last <laughs> 10 years. I like it. Who's so, going to win. So like, what are you thinking here? Like who's had the better career? Who has the better movies? Like who has the best, if you take their like top five movies, who's are better. I yeah, mean, what, what's I mean, the, what's really, like, if you took the top five Tom Hanks movies, took the top five Tom Cruise movies, which one would you like more? Would you say, uh, I like Tom Hanks's top five more, or I like Tom Cruise's top, top five more? It's a, I mean, listen, clearly biased here, clearly, admittedly biased here, but my top two favorite movies of all time are both Tom Cruise movies, so automatically I go there. Um, 
I don't want to completely give all my top movies away because yeah, Cruise, don't, you don't have Cruise do episode that. is is upcoming. You know, it, everyone's gonna just clearly answer Hanks and listen. To Hanks has two Oscars as mm. compared to Cruise's none, but I mean, Cruise been nominated for three, um, and could have easily won. You know, any one of those. So yeah. he's, you know, he's nominated for Magnolia, Jerry Maguire, and Born on the Fourth of July. Could have easily won for all of those three. I actually it's think a hard Hanks, decision. It's a yeah. hard. And you know, people are just going to go personality wise and be like Tom Cruise is a nut job, which is completely <laughs> accurate, and I'm fine with that. But um, yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it put it this way: you can e- answer either one of those, and I'd be fine with it. Um, I don't think it's you know asinine to say one or the other. Um, they both have had great careers. I think the difference is that Tom Hanks is still doing, like, so Tom Cruise now is like Mission Impossible movies, yeah. and and that's really it for the quality now. Like Tom Cruise is, doesn't have those roles like he did in the you know late eighties to mid nineties. Um, right. You know, Jerry Maguire, Born on the Fourth of July. We talked about a few good men. Um, you know, he, he's not doing those roles anymore. So, I think that's your best argument against it is longevity of like quality of roles but i mean you look at the mid 80s to the mid 90s and the movies that Cruz did i'll put it up against anything like it's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable i mean you can even go into like the early 2000s he did sure. um vanilla sky minority report last samurai collateral um but you know and that he he's got the firm, a few good men, far and away, days of thunder, born on the fourth of July, rain man, cocktail, yep. uh, color of money, which we talked about, top gun, like that list, risky business. It's yeah. that that era, Tom Cruise. Like I get that Tom Cruise now is not the Tom Cruise of that era. Um, you know, he does either kind of bad movies, you know, the mummy he just did a couple of years ago. Which <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a bad one. And don't get me wrong. The mission impossible movies are great. I love them. And particularly the latest one. Like, I think they get better and better. I think the last yeah. like two, but, um, I get that it's not this like deep dig your teeth into role. Um, right. so I think right. that's your argument against Tom Cruise. Like I said, I'm biased, but I also, if you're going top heavy, my two favorite movies of all time or tom cruise sure. movies. so um i would go there yeah what about you uh, it's split directly down the middle i can't say which ones which one would win you can't even like i was like okay i've got to figure out some way and like both of these actors have fought for number one in money making um yeah they go back and forth it's either like hanks is on the list cruise is on the list hanks on the list cruise is on the list Yep. And right now, if you looked at it, of course, like the first seven of the top ten are all the Avengers Endgame stars. <laughs> yeah, biggest, yeah. So I think like Zoe, not even I think Zoe Saldana is like the biggest, uh, one of the biggest uh, money makers of all time when you just talk about like per yeah. movie. Yeah. Because she's in Avatar and then she's in like yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy and then all of the Avengers movies. So she's up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting debate. Obviously, uh, we're doing a cruise episode, and uh, obviously, we'll when do you think you want to do that? Uh, probably sooner than later. I would say we're getting to that point. Yeah, number ten, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll, I think maybe. So. Yeah, we'll revisit uh, this topic on that. Uh, on that absolutely. one, we'll we'll get to it there. Um, 
We actually don't have our topic decided for next week, so we'll no, uh, it'll be a surprise for you guys. We'll we'll be a surprise, but we'll get there. But uh, I guess we'll leave it at that. It's a good, uh, it's a good look into the career of Mr. Tom Hanks. Hanks, Hanks. You guys have a good one. All right, appreciate it, guys. Thanks.